Welcome to this week of Tell Me More with Katie Reed Hodges and Dr. Dennis Wiles. This week, we're looking at 1 Corinthians 15, and we are talking all about the good news, what it is, what's sometimes left out, and how it impacts our lives for the good. And so tune in. We enjoyed it, and we know you will too. Thanks for listening. Welcome to Tell Me More with Katie Reed Hodges, and we're back in the podcast studio with Dr. Dennis Wiles. Mm-hmm. Uh, full transparency, it's Tuesday today. Wow. We had a funeral yesterday. We hosted some BGCT folks mm-hmm. and tried to honor them, mm-hmm. um, but that pushed us back a day. And that's so, right. but that's real life in that's a real right. church. Hopefully, so. we can still remember what happened on Sunday. Oh, yeah. I so, what we do we can. talk about in here? <laughs> There's a sermon. Uh, yeah. Don't worry. I took the notes. Big story. I took man. notes. Can you, hear, can you hear that? Yeah. I took real notes on real paper. <laughs> So we are. Well, um, one, let's give a shout out to Kyle. Let me see. Oh, no. Our buttons aren't working. Hold on. Hold on. on. There it goes. We caught the end of it. Thank you, Kyle. (laughs) Kyle, thank you for your special effects. So let's jump in. We're okay. We're we're winding down First Corinthians. We are. Mm-hmm. We're only one sermon away mm-hmm. from putting the bow on it. Mm-hmm. So next week might be fun because mm-hmm. how do we end? It's mm-hmm. been a good series. Mm-hmm. Have you liked it? I've loved it. You've enjoyed mm-hmm. it. It's been really good. I've heard a lot Rich. from our church that it's been very helpful in the area of hermeneutics, mm-hmm. which is one of the goals about just thoughtfully reading mm-hmm. the Bible. That's right. So dia hermeneueo, the word mm. from Luke twenty-four, which. I mentioned Sunday, mm-hmm. yeah. thoroughly interpreting and explaining. Absolutely. Yeah, That's we what we've been that. doing. And I think it's been good for mm-hmm. me, good for our people. Mm-hmm. So, so, but we're, f- chapter 15 is mm-hmm. where you hung out on Sunday. Correct. Mostly. Mostly. Mm-hmm. And you basically <laughs> presented the gospel. That's right. <laughs> and But that's what we're here to talk about, and it's good. You, mm-hmm. you framed it in the, the big story. Mm-hmm. Is that how you worded mm-hmm. that? Mm-hmm. That it is. Mm-hmm. It's the story, mm-hmm. but maybe, and I'll spoil a little bit of where I want to go, it's got a little more robustness to it than mm-hmm. maybe sometimes we've simplified mm-hmm. the gospel. Mm-hmm. Correct. Mm-hmm. Which you can talk about. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. we know mm-hmm. in here the gospel in Greek is just the good news, mm-hmm. the euangelion. That's right. And so when you talk about the good news of Jesus, well, that can get pretty expansive. That's you right. know, what is the good mm-hmm. news in your life? So yeah. good. It's not just advice, it's good news. Hmm. You know, Say more so, about that. What well, do you mean by that? Well, I mean, it's, uh, you know, when you think about good news, if, I mean, for example, um, when you and Ryan, you wanted to have a, a baby mm-hmm. and, um, you know, it was a, a journey. And then mm-hmm. one day, you know, I remember when you told me we're going to have a baby. Mm-hmm. You weren't sure at the time you were going to have triplets. No, but, you but knew, I knew I was pregnant. You knew it was time. Well, it was good news. You were excited. You wanted yeah. to you wanted to share it. You yeah, wanted we to share were, it in your way. Yeah, but, we were pretty excited but, for like two weeks. <laughs> found out there's <laughs> that it was triplets. Um, no, but, but you're right. It was. Yeah, it's something mm-hmm. that you want to share. It's something has happened. Usually, when you're sharing news, good news, something has happened, and from a spiritual perspective, it's something now that is happening because of what's occurred, and there's still more to come. Mm. That's kind of what's encompassed when we talk about good news. And so when you when you say you want to talk about the gospel, well, the gospel is not just advice on how to live, how to be a better husband or a better wife or a better person. The gospel is news. Something has happened. In, and what has happened? Well, that's God's story. And so when Paul says in 1 Corinthians 15, I want to hand off to you what I received— 
And several times in those just those few little verses of 1 Corinthians 15, verses 3 through 8, he says, according to the Scriptures, according to the Scriptures, according to the Scriptures. In other words, this is a story that is sweeping, and uh, it's been long unfolding. Mm-hmm. So we've got to reach all the way back yeah. to the very beginning, really, to understand and it. And so it, it, does that word in its in the ancient context, does it connote something of announcement or i mean does it have a yes i mean we we borrowed yeah, yeah we exactly. borrowed the word does it have roots before yeah, it's an imperial word in in the roman in the mm-hmm. first century the the romans uh, the caesars used gospel mm-hmm. to refer to the good news any kind of good news that the roman emperor wanted to wanted to share yeah. it might be hey there's a new emperor and so yeah. the gospel would proclaim it, the good news in other words mm-hmm. and so the early church baptized that word Mm -hmm. and took it to apply to um, this big story Mm -hmm. that we celebrate Mm -hmm. that obviously culminates in Jesus in terms of a prophetic perspective, but it has far-reaching consequences and application on into the future. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's the, the robust side of this, that it's, it's, uh, it's easy to truncate it. And I understand it. You know, sometimes we feel like we have to have an elevator speech, so to speak. Yeah. We talked about that a lot. You you and I about, uh, you know, understand that. Because there is a sense in which you want to ask people to figure out what they believe about it, how they make a decision. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But um, when you look at the New Testament, how did they share the good news? Yeah, and well, that is our model, right? Wouldn't how, it be? How did they do it? Mm-hmm. And so when I look at, for example, uh, Acts two, um, mm-hmm. Simon Peter stands up at Pentecost, and you have these Jews there from all over the world, all over the known world, and all of a sudden the Holy Spirit descends, mm-hmm. and these men are up. And they're they're preaching and teaching in languages they're not trained in, and so there are people from all over the world hearing the message of who Jesus is in their own language, and they wonder how is it these people are doing this. Mm-hmm. Well, Simon Peter finally realizes, you know what this is? This is the fulfillment of prophecy. Joel saw this, and it was a uh, God told Joel, "I'm going to pour out my spirit, and my sons and daughters will prophesy." And, in those days, and and young men will have visions, and and old men, all that about the dreams and visions. And anyway, just kind of this this, this powerful moment in history. And then Peter says, "So here's what happened," and he basically tells what's occurred, and he points people to the scriptures, and then he lets them know that well, Jesus, you know, has has uh, has come, and he's the fulfillment of all these expectations. And then he lived in front of us, and then he died on the cross. Peter will even say you, <laughs> and the Romans crucified him. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Y'all did this, just yeah, a heads up. that's right. Yeah. But then the prophets, he believes, foretold mm-hmm. that, that there would be a resurrection, if you will, and that Jesus was raised from the dead. Mm-hmm. And then Peter says, so now here's what's happened. Here, here's what we're dealing with. Now you have got to repent and believe in this. And you'll be forgiven for your sins, and the Spirit of God will be given to you. Mm-hmm. So when you look at the apostolic witness, that's Peter. Well, then I come to First Corinthians three, and here's Paul. I mean, First Corinthians fifteen, rather. And here's Paul saying, "Well, here's what's happened. <laughs> you know, um, Christ died according to the Scriptures. Mm-hmm. He was raised according to the Scriptures on the third day. Mm-hmm. He appeared to these." Uh, 500 people or so, you know, appeared to me, appeared to Cephas, he appeared to his brother James, and he gives this testimony of of um, uh, the of the resurrection of Christ and the resurrected Lord appearing to these disciples. So here are the witnesses, if you will. Mm-hmm. And But then he will also challenge us 
in, in the rest of his teaching that you have to make a decision about it. Mm. And so, so to me, that's the big story is a story. It's good news, but it also calls for some kind of response, mm-hmm. I guess that's what I'd say. Mm-hmm. And so, and, and, and that's why I, in my message Sunday morning, I wanted to connect it to the disciples on the road to Emmaus mm-hmm. because there you have Jesus actually sharing the gospel. Yeah. <laughs> Which can't beat that. Oh, right. Goodness. Can you imagine? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I love that story. Mm-hmm. Um, you and I were talking about it a little bit today before we went on this podcast, just how these these um, these disciples are there. We don't know how long these two men evidently had been following Jesus, but long enough to know what they had thought he was mm-hmm. and who they thought he was mm-hmm. rather than what they thought he came to do. Yeah. And in their mind, they had an expectation. I mean, the Jews in the first century, the, the rank-and-file Jewish person believed in the resurrection from the dead. They thought that would happen one day in the future. Mm-hmm. All people would be raised from the dead. All Christ, I mean, all Jews would be resurrected right. from the dead. Okay. So they had that perspective. But they believed the Messiah when the Messiah came. He was going to be that new Moses, if you will, that God used Moses to rescue them from Egypt. And, of course, that's their that's their grand story of the Old Testament, yeah, the whole the theology of the Exodus mm-hmm. and the exile. I mean, those two main events. Formative are, events. Yes, and yeah. massive in the, in the imagination of the prophets and the theologians. So when they're imagining what's to come oh, and a Messiah, yeah. a Savior. Oh, it's even better yeah. than Moses. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. seriously, the Messiah. And who better to overthrow than the Romans? I mean, right. God's a, already overthrown a, the Egyptians. It's a political. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. Now you've got a chance to have a real battle, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And it's almost like uh, I remember one time I heard uh, Fred Craddock talking about this, and uh, and he said he could just imagine these Jewish men in conversation saying things like, yeah, I see that, man, when the Messiah comes, that won't be here. Well, when the Messiah comes, well, that won't. When the yeah. Messiah comes, so there was this this going to knock you out. Oh my goodness, mm-hmm. this massive ex, you know expectation and hope, and and it and, was power in an earthly sense, absolutely. like a warrior king. Yes, right? yeah. I mean, a kingdom. Yep. If there's going to be a kingdom of God, then you have to have a king. Yeah, <laughs> so, surprising to them, right? right. And it was. I mean, I don't right. mean to undermine that. Of course. Yeah, yeah. And so, who better to overthrow than the Romans? Mm-hmm. And and uh, and so, whenever they see and begin to experience Jesus, mm-hmm. well, uh, as I mentioned Sunday morning, they saw glimpses of this power that no one had ever displayed before. I mean, you know, even even John the Baptist, he 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 sends, you know, he's in, in jail and he sends his disciples to Jesus and says, now, are you the one? And he's, he's, Jesus says, well, go back and tell John the Baptist that, you know, the the lame are walking, the deaf can mm. hear, the blind can see, you know, the captives are being set free. Just go and tell him what's going on. He'll recognize it, you know. Yeah, Jesus was so good at um, not directly answering questions. That's right. You know, <laughs> yeah. pointing so, them to something greater. Sometimes right. with a question, but sometimes like, yeah. mm, why don't you just go show them this, this, and this? That's right. You tell me. You got it. <laughs> Falls Which is in your awesome. Court. So in other words, these disciples that are on their way to Emmaus, they've seen that. They've heard mm-hmm. the stories. Maybe they've witnessed some of it themselves. My goodness, what do you do with it? I mean, there's 5,000 people that don't have enough food to eat, and Jesus takes a boy's lunch, feeds everybody, mm-hmm. and there's bounty left over. I mean— And you mentioned yeah. on Sunday, that's speaking of kingdom. Yeah. You're pointing toward, yeah, this, I'm inaugurating this that's thing. That's right. I'm bringing this, this thing in. It's here. Right? Yeah. Here's a glimpse of what it's really going to be mm-hmm. like one day. Mm-hmm. You know, the deaf um, hear, the blind see, the lame walk, um, and even the dead are raised. I mean, even, even that, just imagine. And—, and Maybe one of my favorite miracles of Jesus is calming the, the storm uh, in Mark 4. The reason I think that's 
or, or Mark too, rather, or Mark one. Where is it? Somewhere, somewhere, in Mark. You can fact check um, us. Tweet, yeah, tweet somewhere us. Somewhere, Mark. Um, mm-hmm. But where Jesus is in this boat, and and there's just you know this foment, and it's almost symbolic. If you, it was a real, I believe it was a real event, but it's also to me almost symbolic of just everything out of order. And then Jesus stands up in the boat and just shh, and everything just. Yeah. Just stops. To the elements. Just stop. You know? Yeah. Imagine. So mm-hmm. I'm sure these people are thinking, oh my goodness, yeah. it's here. Mm-hmm. And then they, mm-hmm. and so now they're leaving Jerusalem so that, on Sunday. That, yeah, that almost makes it worse. You know, yes. you, you have this powerful Jesus. He's obviously yes. shown that he can control the elements, that right. he can subvert the natural order. Right. And so you're like, here's our warrior king. There he is. And then? And then professional Roman soldiers nail him to a cross. And he lets them. I mean... He, and he, he gives himself to it. That's right. Yeah. He dies. Mm-hmm. And so and I don't he, And know. he really dies. I mean, and in he dies. You know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I don't know if it's possible for us to enter into that shock and grief um, in our day. Because we, we talk about yeah. Jesus dying on the cross. It's, it's just something we know we believe. Yeah. But yeah. I can't imagine what these people were feeling. So that's why I love this story in Luke 24. Well, where, that's what I was going to say, because you know, I love that you brought that in because they're looking at this whole thing and mm-hmm. saying, we had just really... We had just so hoped. Hoped. And we hope we... So hoped. I mentioned this to you just a minute ago. Hope. That's just a very profound... I feel like that'll preach. Mm-hmm. Like you, we talk about in here with Tell Me mm-hmm. More. You could go 20 different ways with mm-hmm. the sermon. You could have just camped out right mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. that we had just so hoped. So and I think he was I could think about things and, you know, you could bring it into the modern world. Mm-hmm. I could think about things in my own life. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you can. I'm sure mm-hmm. the listener can, where you just really hoped or still hope mm-hmm. that what you thought was true would mm-hmm. be true mm-hmm. or what you really need to be made right will be made right. Correct. And we just so hope. Mm-hmm. And they were like, Downcast. Well, Dang. Downcast, that's right. Because you think about hope, it's powerful Mm -hmm. in its presence or absence. Mm. You know, it's it's incredibly powerful in its presence. Think about what you can do as long as you have hope Mm -hmm. and how much you can endure as long as you have hope. Yes. And think about how how quickly your resolve can dissolve Mm -hmm. (laughs) without hope. All right. So I can only imagine these people walking and just, yeah. and when they, and Jesus meets mm-hmm. them, and of course he hides himself from them. And they're like, Jesus says, well, what, what are you, what are you talking mm-hmm. about? And it's like, they literally stop in their tracks. They're like, seriously, you don't know. You don't yeah. know what's hey, happened. Hey, hey. <laughs> seriously. Yeah. I mean, this Jesus, we, we saw him do all these miracles. We listened to his teaching. We, we, gave, were we convi- gave up our lives. We gave to our lives him. for him. Yeah. We can, we are convinced this is it. All of our lives we've heard when the Messiah comes, when the Messiah comes, when well, guess what? Here he is. And then they killed him. And then, <laughs> you know, our hopes died with that. And yeah. they said, we had so hoped. And that's where I don't know that we were, I can, to be honest, I don't know if I can feel that because right. we know the full story. That's right. But mm-hmm. we all know what it's like to have hope we do. unrealized. Hope dashed in other ways. Yes. Sure. And yeah. so I think you could feel that and yeah. imagine that's putting right. yourself there. Yeah, walk into yeah. that moment. Yeah. And then and then they say, but the strangest thing has happened. These women went to the tomb this morning and his body's not there. Mm-hmm. And then some of the disciples went and his body's not there. But we don't know. Yeah. Lots, then, of, lots of reasons yeah. that could happen. And I love Jesus' answer. Well, did y'all not know? Almost Jesus almost says, have y'all not read your Bible? <laughs> did, <laughs> did y'all not know? You're, you're so caught up I in kept telling you. your view mm-hmm. of what? The Messiah is supposed to be, mm-hmm. and you've missed 
the actual real reason the Messiah has come. And then I love when when Luke says, and then beginning, you know, with the scripture, Jesus interprets all these passages and how they're connected to him. I'm just I'm just thinking about what a what an incredible moment that must have mm-hmm. been to have the Lord explain to you, well, see this text right here? It's yeah. really about me. Mm-hmm. You know? Um these these messianic passages that were overlooked, mm-hmm. you know, by many folks. Um, Jesus applies them directly are. to him. And uh, my goodness, yeah. what an empowerment. What a powerful hope and all fulfilled. of a sudden I was gonna say mm-hmm. then all of a sudden they see him, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, when they're breaking bread with him, which is pretty powerful mm-hmm. think about it. Mm-hmm. And man, next thing you know, they are running to I mean to uh, um to Jerusalem to tell to say, Oh my goodness, yeah. because they've got good news. They've got good news. They're telling good news. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. so I think I love that story. Well, it's, it's the, it is the story of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think you were trying to emphasize on Sunday. I don't mm-hmm. put words in your mouth, but that story is so compelling. Mm-hmm. It's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. It has what C.S. Lewis would call, I mean, I'm going to misquote him, but that hint of uh, quirkiness mm-hmm. or uniqueness that makes it feel real because mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, if you're making it up, you would have left some of this stuff that's out. Right. It just makes it feel authentic. Mm-hmm. But it's such a compelling and beautiful story mm-hmm. that if we reduce the good news, mm-hmm. into just a, in the negative ways, a street corner evangelism mm-hmm. where you just say, if you mm-hmm. die, you'll go to hell. Right. So you better pray this prayer. And you never mm-hmm. get to know mm-hmm. the Jesus of the story. Right. There's so much more to it. There's nothing wrong with the pointed, you know, decision-making call, I guess. I, I, I believe in it. Mm-hmm. But it, but man, I believe it has to be contextualized because the, the, the whole reason that you would give your life to this is because of the sweeping truth of the story itself mm-hmm. and the know? beauty of it. And, um, and then if you want it, you don't just get it. You know, you mm-hmm. don't, you don't, you don't just get it. That's not how it works. You don't, you don't just automatically get it because you've heard the story. I mean, mm-hmm. it's different it requires, than that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You've, you've got to repent. That's what the Bible teaches. Okay. You had this great line at the end, toward the end of your sermon. We don't reason our way into the kingdom of God. We repent our way into That's the right. kingdom of God. That's right. I think that'll preach. Mm-hmm. Well, it did preach, turns out. But <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> Kurt and I were were, were uh, backstage waiting to help with the invitation, mm-hmm. and he he quoted he that hit with Kurt Grice quickly, mm-hmm. yeah, and deeply, mm-hmm. because it, in this day and age, mm-hmm. we can be the product of reason, That's right. or logic, mm-hmm. without giving our lives mm-hmm. to it. And we almost require it if you mm-hmm. think about it. We, you. In our society, many times you, you got to convince us we're 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 hard sell. You know, we're cynical. Mm-hmm. Prove it to us. That's why I love what C.S. Lewis said. You, you know, know, Lewis's point that I um I believe in Christianity the way oh, I believe in the yeah. sunrise, not the, just because I see it, but by it I see everything else. Yeah. I love that. Yes. You know, Augustine said a little bit differently. Augustine said, "I don't um believe. I don't understand so that I may believe." He says, "I believe so that I may understand." Mm-hmm. A little different way of saying the same thing. Yeah. It doesn't mean you don't. Doesn't mean you can't have reason and all that. But yeah. at some point, this becomes a, a holistic response, body, soul, and spirit, where you repent. You mm-hmm. express your sorrow yeah. for who you are and what mm-hmm. you've done. You know, we're we're broken people, mm-hmm. and when I hear this good news, the only way to get this news and and allow it to be appropriated in my life is I have to admit I need it and admit that I'm a sinner yeah. and that I'm a broken person and that all is not mm-hmm. right in me. Not only does God need to sort out the world, he needs to sort out Dennis Wiles. Mm-hmm. And so... And on your and left to your own devices. 
Yeah, you I'll can, never be sorted out. You could out. not do it. That's why I will only contribute to the malaise that already mm-hmm. exists. And I think that, I mean, to me that seems obvious, but also it can be easily overlooked mm-hmm. in our culture. Mm-hmm. Because we'll say things like, do you believe in Jesus? Mm-hmm. And someone could say yes, which mm-hmm. isn't like a, an ascent, a theological ascent, right. just something you believe. Mm-hmm. And that really doesn't get to what we mean, right. which is do you trust Jesus to mm-hmm. redeem you right. from your own... And do you even need redemption in the first place? Yes. And so I think that is, um, it seems so basic, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's powerful. That's the that's the spiritual side of this to me that mm. God's Spirit reveals to us. He convicts us of sins. What the mm-hmm. Bible says about the Spirit of God, and so He convicts us of our sin and our guilt. Mm-hmm. and And it's it's a powerful force in our lives. Mm-hmm. I, I remember it for me. I was a senior in high school. I remember when I was overwhelmed with the profound sense that I'm I'm broken. I'm lost. I know I need this. Now, how do I do this? What mm-hmm. what do I do next? Mm-hmm. And so I repented and yeah. told the Lord I was sorry for being separated from him. I was mm-hmm. sorry for my own sinfulness and took responsibility for my own life, not blaming anything on anybody else. I wasn't a victim of anything. Mm-hmm. My sinfulness is my sinfulness. And mm-hmm. it had separated me from the God who loved me and cared for me. Mm-hmm. But the beautiful thing is when you do that, well, you know, Peter says at, at Pentecost, he says, now do this, repent. And this refreshment comes, this forgiveness of sin mm-hmm. takes place where mm-hmm. God cleanses us. And that's a that's a restorative work of God that only God can do, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and so because when I sin, if I sin against you, I have sinned against you, and I need to make some type of step to resolve mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. But I've also sinned against God, you know. I've done something that, that God is not in favor of. And so that that br- that brings separation. I need forgiveness from him. And ultimately, he's the one that, that provides the eternal forgiveness. But then the beautiful thing is he gives us his spirit. Mm-hmm. And when he gives us his spirit, well, then we're now enabled and empowered to really be human. Well, and this brings me back to a couple of points from your sermon mm-hmm. that I really appreciated because you walked us through the big story mm-hmm. and th- th- therefore the gospel. But you mentioned some things that I think um, a more fundamentalist approach, and I'm not trying to bash fundamentalism, I get it. but what I grew up adjacent to, mm-hmm. and certainly when I moved to East Texas for college, mm-hmm. it was more prevalent, is that what I would call a reductionist mm-hmm. gospel. I mean, Jesus died for you, pray this prayer, and you won't go to hell. Right. It didn't even talk that much about heaven, but right. it was... But when you told the story, one, you linked it back to the whole Old Testament narrative, mm-hmm. which I think is super helpful, because mm-hmm. it didn't just pop up one that's day. Right. It's mm-hmm. got... A lot of aberration, that's right. But you also talked about Jesus' life, mm-hmm. and I think some people go straight to just kind of the transactional nature of his death mm-hmm. without the whole beauty of his mm. life. Yeah. How, why would you want to miss out on the life of Jesus? Yes. The and is that not part Jesus. of the good news? Yes. The expression That when God comes in his fullness, yes. this is what he looks like. That's right. You know? Absolutely. How special is that? Yeah. But, so I'm skipping ahead, mm-hmm. but then you also talked about forgiveness of sins, but then the gift of the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. which... In my little, you know, um, the well, the four essential laws, what do they call that? Four, four spiritual laws. I don't know that we talk about <laughs> right. new life in Christ, both both right. the life of Christ that we get to mm-hmm. learn about, mm-hmm. re- we get to read about, mm-hmm. people got to see with their own eyes, mm-hmm. but then the life in Christ that we're offered mm-hmm. to be different and new mm-hmm. and walk in his spirit. That's right. I don't know that those are emphasized mm-hmm. when we talk, when you think about the gospel in that small mm-hmm. sense, mm-hmm. and I appreciate that you added mm-hmm. those in there. Yeah. It's the big story. I mean... The big story includes our response. Obviously, we've got to we've got to hear the good news, but then then we become a part of this big story because now we are agents mm-hmm. of 
reclamation and restoration and rescue, you know. And so we 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 joined the team, mm-hmm. so to speak. Mm-hmm. And uh, what a remarkable invitation from God to actually be in on what God Himself is doing, what mm-hmm. this is really all about, and it's it's God's restorative work in His creation. And so, to me, without that, but but in order to understand that, you have to you have to give consideration to the life Jesus lived, because that's what Jesus did. Mm-hmm. He showed us that he was about restoring and reclaiming and reframing, mm-hmm. and and offering forgiveness. And and I love how he did it, you know. And I think we learn a lot from him. You know, you said a while ago he's he's he was so good at not always answering the question the way you really wanted yes. to answer it. He was better at uh, asking questions he was, than he was giving straight answers. He was. But, uh, but, in his own Jesus way. But the way he could demonstrate the kingdom and do it in a way that you were just almost left with, wow, I don't know what to do with that. Mm-hmm. You know, so mm-hmm. another one of my favorite stories is when the paralytic, you know, is brought to him there in Capernaum and they tear open the roof yeah. and drop him down and yep. And Jesus looks at him, and he knows everybody around him is expecting something. And and instead of doing what everybody thinks he's going to do, he looks at the man and says, you know, your sins are forgiven. And and it's almost like, what a letdown. The guy did not, they didn't, speaking of letdown, they didn't let the guy down <laughs> to have his sins forgiven. They to, let to him down yeah, so that he could walk. You know? yes. And it's like Jesus wants him to know, hmm. I didn't come just for the lame. I, I, I can do that. But I came to do something because y'all are all feeling sorry for him. You're looking at him going, oh, man, it's terrible. Well, I want you to know I feel sorry for you. Mm-hmm. You're separated from God. Mm-hmm. And what you really need way more than this man needs to be able to walk, you need to be restored. You need to be forgiven. That's why I came. I came to do something mm-hmm. so much more profound. And this right here is just, yeah. just an, this right here. I can do this. But what I'm really going to do is I'm going to address what's really wrong. Mm-hmm. And so it's like everybody looks at him and goes, how do we even know you You say you forgive sin? What do you mean? And I love how Jesus says, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, how can he forgive sin? Well, just to show you, I can forgive sin. Go ahead and stand up. I mean, <laughs> yep. I just love that. That, mm-hmm. But that's a part of the holistic expression of the life of Jesus. Yeah. And so, you know, when we're trying to share the big story with someone, I, I feel like I always, I feel compelled always to talk a little bit about who Jesus was. Mm-hmm. And what, what he Jesus did. did. Do you think that impacts, I'm just kind of, um, well, it's got me thinking, the way we do mission, mm-hmm. the way we present the good news to the world, mm-hmm. Jesus did certain things mm-hmm. to usher in the kingdom mm-hmm. and show it. And so when we go to Sierra Leone mm-hmm. or whatever we're mm-hmm. doing, you know, it, maybe that has something to do with mm-hmm. that we don't just plant churches. Mm-hmm. We don't just impact spiritually, right? But we see the need of the world That's and right. try to usher in. Right. You know what I mean? Of course. Our, if, if, our own interpretation of the good news right. informs the way that we share it with the world. Correct. It has transformative strategies to it mm-hmm. that um, you know we we want to address things that are troublesome and are um, evidence of just the brokenness of the world mm-hmm. and and so things like, for example, um, a terrible war in Sierra Leone, mm-hmm. one of the places where we work. Mm-hmm. Well, there were about 400,000 orphans left over from 400, that 400,000. Okay. No, big number. Right. And no um, social service system in the country. So nothing. Not did. a single mm. social worker mm. in the entire nation of Sierra Leone trained there. Well, one of the things that we did was we partnered with UTA. We talked to Baylor as well. And we established a school of social work in Sierra Leone at, at a university there. And so now... 
today, there are students, Sierra Leoneans, mm -hmm. studying social work mm -hmm. and learning how to develop these transformative strategies for communities in a university in Sierra Leone with mm -hmm. indigenous instructors. Mm -hmm. And so now, you know, you can say, well, well so how is that the, the gospel? Yeah, why in the world would a church well, work that hard right. on that? Correct. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. how is that the good news? Right. That is that is a long term approach and much more holistic way of helping bring transformation to communities that are way beyond the ones we'll ever touch. Because mm -hmm. as outsiders, we're not going to have that opportunity. But the fact that we could be a part of starting the first school of social work mm -hmm. in Sierra Leone, to me, is one of the ways we're sharing the big story there. And because you know? we have been informed by the life of Jesus right. and what he cared about. Correct. That's why we would do that. We would do that. Right. It so, informs our mission. Right. So the, the next tragedy. So, for example, um, there are social workers now at work in Sierra Leone who've graduated from that program. Well, then you have Ebola, an outbreak. Which was terrible. Terrible. Particularly in Sierra Leone. Correct. And it, and it brought a lot of brokenness in families and communities. Well, social workers came in behind that to try to address needs of orphans and those who are vulnerable. Mm -hmm. Their own people mm -hmm. trained in their own school. Um, with the transformative strategies that we were able to introduce there, but allow them to take it and, and place it in there and, uh, you know, apply it to their own culture. Mm -hmm. And so I take great joy in the fact that not only have we been sharing the gospel per se, mm -hmm. leading people to Christ, planting yeah. churches. Which, by the way, in Sierra Leone is like wildfire. Right. I mean. Growing like. Yeah. It's incredible. We have not sacrificed one for the other. That's right. At all. We're seeing that happen. But at the same time, we're also training social workers who yeah. who came in during a time of great need. Mm -hmm. And and so in a small way, our church helped participate in something that uh, we had no idea that Ebola was on the horizon mm -hmm. when we started to train social workers. Yeah. But you couldn't have known. That's right. So, I, and to me, the reason we do that is because we have watched Jesus live. Mm -hmm. And Jesus was concerned about human suffering. There are times in the scripture where it says he was moved with compassion. Well, as I share and live the big story, a part of my responsibility, I believe, is to share what Jesus did, but also to imitate him, mm -hmm. be concerned about what he was concerned, yeah. excuse me, concerned about. And so mm -hmm. when the Spirit of God's given to me, it stands to reason that the Spirit of God's going to guide me mm -hmm. in That's that That's right. That's direction. the other part. Mm -hmm. We watch the life of Jesus, but mm -hmm. now we also have our That's own right. lives we with have Jesus. A life to live. Yeah. And so, but at the same time, um, we don't ignore the death of Jesus because um, to me, mm -hmm. the death of Jesus signals to me that God understands just how broken this world is and sin and evil had to be condemned. Mm -hmm. And so he mm -hmm. chose, this was the vehicle, this is the instrument that he chose to use of condemnation. Mm -hmm. Universally recognized in the first century, everybody knew the cross was a crucifixion, was a symbol of condemnation. My goodness, that's what the Romans did. And the Lord, so the Lord took even that, something so awful as crucifixion. Yeah. And through it, he brings a message of redemption and hope. Well, it's know. wild that we wear it as jewelry. That's right. I mean, it would have been to them. Oh, my goodness. Can you imagine? Because to them, it was. It'd be like wearing an electric chair. <laughs> yeah. It just only represented <laughs> right. death That's and That's all it was for them. And shame. And, and shame. Yeah. Um, and uh, judgment. And actually authority, if you think about it. So mm. Romans, it was one of their ways of subjugating the Jews because the Romans wouldn't even crucify one of their own, mm. you know. Mm -hmm. um, and so I, I'm grateful for the story. I hate that Jesus had to die, you know, my goodness, because my sin, your sin, our sin had to be condemned and it was condemned. Mm -hmm. But the power of sin was broken there mm. on that cross. And that's a part of the big story. 
And then, and then the resurrection, also a part of the big story. Like Paul says, and Christ was raised from the dead, um, according to the scriptures, this idea that the body of our Lord, the anointed one, was not going to be allowed to decay. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what happened. And so here's the shock for Israel in the first century. Resurrection is not something that was just to be done at the end of time. Here was an example, the first one, mm-hmm. the only one. Jesus resurrected right here in this moment in time. In real time. Yeah, signaling what's going to take place in the future. Mm-hmm. And so Paul will later say in 1 Corinthians 15, well, if you don't have that, well, then we really have no hope. Mm-hmm. You know, the resurrection kind of seals the deal, so to speak, for us. And so it's a part of the big story as well. Um, and to me, those are the kind of the shocking parts of the story. I mean, the teachings, if you were talking to a contemporary American who really didn't know anything, so let me tell you about Jesus. Man, you know, Jesus healed people and... Mm-hmm. And he loved people. He fed the hungry. I can hear Americans going, amen, amen, man, awesome. What a great guy. I mean, I love him. You know, just a good guy. And Jesus cared for people. Yes, I know it. And he had, man, he was a really good teacher. I know it's awesome. Look at what he taught us, you know. And then he died. Wow. And he was resurrected from the dead. Really? Why? Well, why, how does that fit in <laughs> to this? And and why and why did he have to, I mean, why do you have to die? I think it can get pretty philosophical. <laughs> right. You know, if yeah. God created the whole system, that's right. Why did Jesus why, have to why die? Is that? That's right. And yet it's the shocking part of the story. Mm-hmm. And he's resurrected from the dead. And then, you know, he offers us forgiveness and hope and the gift of his spirit and a life to live. And so I guess when I'm thinking about sharing the gospel, somehow I've got to figure out in my own way how to tell that big story mm-hmm. in a way that makes sense to my era. Mm-hmm. That's my job. And so I have shortened versions of that. Mm-hmm. I have longer versions of it. I think it just mm-hmm. depends on how you're going to, the opportunity that's going to arise. But I would just, just say this setting. kind of as a word of mm-hmm. counsel. Mm-hmm. Anytime I'm in a conversation that I believe has somewhat of an evangelistic feel to it, I'm going to constantly just focus on Jesus mm-hmm. because if that's if I only have a few minutes, that's where I'm going to ask you to look. It, it happened to me over the weekend. I was talking to this. I mentioned it Sunday morning. A, a couple that was uh, stopped yeah. me in the grocery store. Um, well, once we got past a little bit of it, and, and I realized that that one of the people in that uh, conversation didn't really want to have the conversation. I understand it is what it is, but the other one, the young man, mm-hmm. lingered, and so finally I asked him. I said, "So let me ask you something. If I were to ask you, tell me where is your hope right now?" Mm-hmm. Um, so we talked a bit about that and I said, well, I want to encourage you, put your hope in Jesus, mm-hmm. give Jesus a chance, get your new Testament and read about Jesus. Let Jesus speak to you in his own words and, um, and let him reveal himself to you because Jesus said, if you lift me up, I'll draw people to myself. So mm-hmm. I said, let, let Jesus have a chance to do that. Jesus mm-hmm. is truth. And if you will focus on him, that truth will set you free. Well, I didn't I didn't have a chance to go. I mean, he was leaving, so I didn't do the whole big story, but right. I did at least have yeah. a word about yeah. Jesus, which I think is the, really the heart of it all. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think we have to find ways to do it. And if you're you know, if we're sitting having a cup of coffee with someone, you can have a lengthier conversation. Well, my goodness, it well, gives you more opportunity. When you know? we had Scott McKnight here years ago, who's a New Testament professor, mm-hmm. a renowned New Testament mm-hmm. New Testament professor at Northern Seminary, he talked about the most compelling kind of a good news sharing that he did is he taught a whole New Testament class on Jesus. And he mm-hmm. said every year people would come to faith. And it mm-hmm. was in a more secular setting. It mm-hmm. wasn't at the seminary. Right. And he said just by literally teaching them, having them read the whole story of Jesus, mm-hmm. 
by the end of the semester, several of them committed to the whole thing because mm-hmm. they just got to know Jesus. Mm-hmm. And that's a long game. Mm-hmm. I mean, and there are even longer games. That's but right. That's right. He and wasn't we, in a rush. Right. You know? And so you think about Paul. Paul tells the Corinthians, when I came here, I came and I shared Christ and him crucified. Mm-hmm. So Paul said, even my example there in Corinth, I pointed you to Jesus, yeah. what he's done for us, why he's done it. Um, that's that's really at the heart of the gospel. But I still think the big story requires some contextualization. Mm. We, you know, God's God's redemptive purpose when He calls Abraham in Genesis twelve. <clears throat> well, now His redemptive purpose is on record. It begins in the book of Genesis, Genesis three, where He tells the serpent, "You know, you're judged, and one day the seed of the woman is going to come, and you'll bruise his heel, but he'll crush your head." Mm-hmm. Well, there's a prophetic word in Genesis three. But then in Genesis 12, we're on record. Abraham, or Abram at the time, mm. he says, now I want you to go to a land where I'll show you, and I'm going to bless you, and through you and your family, I'm going to bless all the families of the world. Mm-hmm. Well, that <laughs> that's that's quite a statement. Yep. You know? And you're going to watch, you want, you want to watch that unfold. That's right. How's this mm-hmm. going to happen? And so you have this whole very interesting, um, challenging sometimes story of the history of Israel, but it's our story. This this is this is our family. Mm-hmm. We're children of Abraham. And it's know? a real story mm-hmm. in the sense of kind of like I was saying, it, mm-hmm. it has ups and downs. Mm-hmm. It has it, Not everybody makes the right decision at the mm-hmm. right time. Mm-hmm. It's real people mm-hmm. figuring out life with God right. that we inherit is our story. That's right. You know? and, and the thing I love about it is, you know, we as human beings, we like to hear good news. We like to share good news. And that's mm-hmm. exactly what Jesus has challenged us to do, mm-hmm. is, to, is to share this good news. And so it's just a reminder to me that, um, like I said, we're not, we're not here just to offer people advice. That, that's one part of the application mm-hmm. of the gospel, if you will. Mm-hmm. But, but that's not the full story here. Mm-hmm. The, the story is the fact that God is redeeming everything that's broken. He's going to sort all this out. And mm-hmm. he's already started. And his kingdom has been established on this earth and his will is being done and you can participate in it mm. and it's bigger, grander than anything you'd ever come up with on your own, you yep. know, and you can actually be rescued from yourself, mm. <laughs> you know. And, and that's very good news. Oh my goodness. Yeah. It's, it's the best news. And unfortunately, I look around me at my culture um, and it can be, it can be so disappointing, <laughs> you know, um, because there's so much infatuation with self um, aggrandizement and just self-fulfillment, you know, um, mm-hmm. and yet some of the people that we look to that we think have all that are some of the saddest, most broken people there are. Mm-hmm. And it's like, how many times do you have to hear that before you realize that the, these earthly pursuits are not the be all end all, you know, they're just not, um, there's more to life than that. Mm-hmm. And there's something deeper inside of us, this longing, I think for, for something real, something that matters. And I, and I believe that cuts across cultures, um, it, 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 it's, it transcends human barriers. It makes sense everywhere. This compelling story, it makes sense everywhere. That's the beauty of it. It's got a universal appeal to it, mm. you know? So it's, uh, it's really good news. I love it. <clears throat> you make the gospel sound pretty appealing. <laughs> well, you <laughs> good know, job, preacher. it's changed my life, the mm. course of my life, uh, my eternity. Uh, it's re- redeemed me from some deep fears that I had when I was younger mm. And um, and it has restored me in a relationship with God, 
and offered me an adventuresome life that I love, and uh, and I plan on living it forever. I don't know if there's going to be any preaching in heaven, but don't you think it would be really good? I mean, just to reminisce on yeah. how good it all was. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see about that. <laughs> <laughs> no promises. That's right. Well, I'd say to the listener, um, if you're not, I think this is mostly an insider podcast, mm-hmm. mostly our people. Yeah. But I want to be encouraged with the good news mm-hmm. that. Yes, we're sinners, but man, what a good redemptive story mm-hmm. we get to be a part of. Mm-hmm. But if there's people just tuning in because they, I don't know, they like you or me or whatever, mm-hmm. that we would invite you to get to know Jesus mm-hmm. in in his fullness mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. make a decision for yourself on mm-hmm. what the good news really means mm-hmm. in your own life. Right. And because you, you know mm-hmm. in your most honest moment, every person on this earth, in our most honest moment, we, we know we're broken. We, we know. We, we know what we're capable of. We know what we're tempted to do. Mm-hmm. We, we know what we do. We know what we think. Yeah. We, we know. And, mm-hmm. um, and so I don't have to convince anybody mm-hmm. that um, we're, we're willfully rebellious. Yeah. And so we need something. We need an answer, an yeah. antidote. And praise God, mm-hmm. He has answered us at our deepest need, mm-hmm. and uh, and Jesus really does change everything. He just does, and that forgiveness, that cleansing, that lifting of a burden, mm-hmm. uh, that guilt, that sense of freedom and hope once that's once that's placed inside your mm-hmm. life, it just changes everything. And that's just the beginning. Life. That's right. You're just getting started. Mm-hmm. So, that's the big story. Well, there's some good news, mm-hmm. and it means that you have purpose and a place. And um, and it's not, a meaningful it's not, it's not made. It's not made up. You know what I mean? It's not. It's not. Oh, sure we're not fabricating. I sure hope it, not. What know? a waste. That's not the point. What a waste. It's it's for real. Yeah. You know? And yeah. Uh, I, put, and it, I would put a lot of hours into this. And then if this was made up, <laughs> we'd, right. I'd be pretty disappointed. We'd be all people most miserable. Paul says. Yes. Yeah. But no, praise God. That's not the way it is. I don't think no. so. So mm-hmm. well, what a good conversation. Mm-hmm. Good and encouraging. And so for those listening, check out Jesus. Mm-hmm. Give him another round. Amen. Jump into the Gospels. Mm-hmm. And with that, next week we'll be back with our last installment of First Christians. And then on to Mission Club. Looking forward to it. Okay. Well, thank you all for joining us and have a great day. for listening to the Tell Me More podcast today. You can subscribe to this podcast on your app of choice, or you can visit us at fbca.org to find out more information about the podcast and our church. Thanks for listening.